It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to the Wolverine.com podcast. I'm John Borton, and we're here on a Monday with uh, one of our regulars, as you know, if you're around here at all, Tom Crawford, longtime sports talk radio personality out of East Lansing, Michigan. He is a regular panelist on the weekly TV show Press Pass with Jack Ebling, seen Sunday nights on Fox 47 in Lansing. Founder and principal of the Crawford Podcasting Network, Tom is a proud U of M alum and a weekly podcast participant here on the Wolverine Podcast. You can find him on Twitter, at BlueBellyTom. You'll be able to find him here every week of the football and basketball seasons, and uh, you do today. Welcome, Mr. Crawford. Well, it's great to be back, John. Uh, Less than two weeks. I mean, we're one week from, quote-unquote, game week. Uh, for that Colorado State game. Everybody's getting excited about the scrimmages and uh, the reports coming out of Ann Arbor. So, uh, hey, Michigan's uh, got a goose egg on the right side of the column right now, so let's uh, ride that rapids as long as we can, right? And I think they keep it at least uh, 12 weeks. Yeah. Uh, that, that's including the bye week. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how that all turns out, but I, I just uh, I have a feeling that they're going to have a really nice long run this year. The football power index by ESPN would seem to agree. Michigan is number six there behind Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, and Notre Dame. And uh, I find some very interesting results on this. I want to throw a few of them at you and just have you react to them. Um, No big surprise starting out. Michigan is uh, 97% or more to win its three uh, non-conference games. We've talked about those. So, um, I I mean, it's like they are almost given no chance to be upset in those. Yeah, and, you know, know, like I said, it is what it is. Um, Like, you know, I think much more importantly, as I indicated last week, is what those Big Ten teams do and how they can jack up their credibility with some key wins in the early uh, non-conference play. So, uh, yeah, just get it done. Uh, I'm tired of complaining about it. Um, I'm sure people are tired of me complaining about the <laughs> non-conference slate, so we'll move on with that. But, yeah, I mean, when 
when uh, you can just get on the field and compete with somebody other than uh, has their own jersey on. I'm sure these players are getting tired of it uh, with Saturday scrimmages and, and the hitting during the week. Uh, it's ready to go live on September 3rd. I think most people would agree that the three toughest games leading up to the Ohio State game would be at Iowa. We've talked a lot about that. Home against Penn State. Home against Michigan State. Here's what I found interesting. I mean, almost a toss-up between those three, but uh, the highest chance of victory in the power ratings index is Michigan at Iowa, 70% chance of Michigan winning that game. Uh, October 29th against Michigan State, 69.5% chance. Penn State, 66.9%. That was That's a little surprising to me, given the venues. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, but um, I, I'm not the, – the game that really sticks in my mind lately, and this started with Big Ten Media Days, is the November 12th game with Nebraska at home. Always there's that game historically in Michigan's program that has snuck up on Michigan, even at home. And Scott Frost came really close to winning a lot of games last year, and he denoted that, obviously, at Big Ten Media Days. And he's right. There's no denying it. They, they were literally in every game. And it, maybe that finally, finally, Nebraska under Scott Frost uh, moves it up the meter and uh, has a productive year and is relevant and people are concerned about him. And the way that game sits on November 12th, you know, it's kind of a couple weeks after Michigan State game and, you know, two weeks before Ohio State. It's just sitting there in this precarious position, and that one has gotten my attention lately for some strange reason. I, I'd have thought, I think that's legitimate. I think it's less precarious in my mind because, unlike last year, it is not a night game in Lincoln, Nebraska. I think right. that's huge. But uh, anybody that watched Nebraska last year knows that it was it – was, very close to uh, to being to having a, a respectable record. I mean, they just couldn't close, and uh, certainly they almost did against Michigan. A very scary win for the Wolverines there. But uh, yes, I I'd agree. That's one to watch down the road. Here's here's what maybe the sole reason that I picked to uh, talk about this particular subject. And that is that the FPI gives Michigan a 15.2% chance of uh, winning at Ohio State. <laughs> and I just think that that sounds really low. Your thoughts? Well, I think, I, I think what people are probably more twisted up in is that payback. I mean, like, how, how can Ohio State just be overflowing with revenge? Uh, how can they not be overflowing with a revenge and and to pay back Michigan? And, you know, and Michigan has had a couple, you know, the, the 2016 game, they could have won down there. We know that. But it's been a tough place to play. They haven't won down there since Drew Henson, I think, was 2000 mm-hmm. on that bootleg, you know, when they – Naked bootleg. Naked bootleg closed out that game in 2000. I mean, that's a long time ago. A lot, a lot of losses down in Columbus for the Wolverines. And – so I think that I think historically uh, the data tells that uh, emotionally I think Ohio State they feel that they will have the advantage and it's just uh, 
you know, it's got awful place to play for Michigan lately at, at the horseshoe. I would agree with that. And I think there's no question that Ohio State ought to be looked at uh, early on as the favorite in that game. They are a loaded roster. They have motivation after last year. They're at home where, you know, you better beat them by uh, two touchdowns to beat them by one point. The only thing that got me going was the percentage. I would put it more, given what Michigan did last year, what they learned in beating the Buckeyes, the physicality that they employed, all the things that went into that, I would put it more like 60-40 Ohio State rather wow. than 85-15. I, I don't know I'd go 60-40, but I'd definitely go 70-30. And, you know, we're going to know a lot more by then. Who knows? I mean, this Michigan team potentially – could be really, really good. I mean, they could win the national championship. I'm not saying that with maize and blue colored, you know, goggles on here. I, I, it's possible. Uh, do I think it's probable? No. And I think that's, you know, I think Ohio State's standing in their way. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said last week, if the Big Ten does its job and plays well in non-conference, they could sneak in to the CFP with a, with a season-ending loss to Ohio State despite the weak non-conference slate. I would not be surprised. In fact, in our football preview, I predicted that both Ohio State and Michigan make the play college football playoff this year. That's a long way down the road. If if Michigan gets there, they might have found some new assistance uh, up front on the defensive line because we learned now there is a newcomer that got in just under the wire. You're midway through camp, and you find out that – Yabi Anoma, who a former five-star high school player, all of a sudden is uh, signed on the dotted line to uh, to come to Michigan, eligible immediately. This is a kid that has moved around uh, from school to school and uh, has looked for a place, I think, where he could really settle in. Your thoughts, can this guy come in at the very <laughs> last minute and provide a boost to Michigan's edge rushers. You know that was the biggest uh, thing they lost off that defense last year. Wow, what a great question, John. <laughs> is this a good <laughs> thing or not? I mean, obviously, this is not Michigan typical stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, taking transfers. I mean, the, the fourth time is a charm, hopefully, here. I mean, it's it's a little unnerving, but, you know, I, I, I'm a very open-minded person when it comes to perceiving young people um, where they can write the ship, uh, get in the right environment. Uh, granted, you know, it's when you look at the, those three schools prior that he didn't stay long, I guess at Tennessee Martin, he played the season actually. Um, it makes you nervous. And, and you always worry about team chemistry will upset the locker room, but I, you know, Blake Corum knew him from high school. So uh, Blake Corum is a leader. And I, you know, people say, "Oh, it'll wreck the," you know. I, I've talked to some Michigan people. It'll, it'll, you know, it could jeopardize the chemistry of the locker room. My God, there's over 100 kids in that locker room, and I, I think there's enough great leadership on this team, season leadership, uh, to prevent anything like that from happening. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. It's not going to hurt the team. But this kid's got, got amazing skills. I, I watched some video. I watched his video Friday night. He seems really genuine um, about his, you know, his commitment to coming to Michigan, his excitement to come into Michigan. And uh, the metrics look good on him. I mean, you need an edge rusher, uh, you know, he learned the system real quickly and get get him involved in those early games. And this is where having a, 
you know, a week now in conference late when they work some of these guys in, including him. And now I pronounce the name Anoma. Is that how? Is Anoma. That yes. Anoma. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Um, so, because I think he's going to be a relevant player if it all works out from uh, the chemistry and the whole dynamics of it. I think you make a good point about the chemistry thing, but I think there's a way that this can go. And uh, I liken it to you're, you're on the sandlot uh, picking up softball teams, and all of a sudden uh, the new kid walks up, and he's 6'4", 250. And, uh, and some guys say, hey, he's not one of our guys. He's Come on. And then you see him crank one over the fence, and you say, hey, you know, he could help us win. <laughs> come, yeah. come on board, buddy. Well, you know, John, in fact, back, you know, and I, I trust, I mean, Jim Harbaugh and that staff, they know what they're doing. They know what they're getting into. I, I, I trust that, that, that that's, there's been some delving into this issue and there's been some thought process and, and conversations and things of, of that nature um, before you make such a commitment. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, the other thing is you get, you know, there's kind of a PR thing too. I mean, I'm, Michigan doesn't care what other people might think. I mean, I, I'm sure the naysayers, the, the Michigan haters, are, ah, look who's Michigan. They're desperate for uh, an edge rusher. They're taking a guy who is uh, 0 for 3 to three other programs. Um, but, you know, Michigan doesn't worry about that. They worry about themselves, what's going on down, down there at State Street. So I have confidence that Jim Harbaugh and the staff has made the decision that they think is the best interest of the program. Well, Jim Harbaugh uh, bills Michigan as transformational – so nice. there you have it. That's what probably go. is the thinking is. And uh, in this era of free agency, uh, they are open to transforming some of the best players they can get. Uh, staying with uh, the football topic, and we mentioned uh, Michigan State, that is not set in terms of top game time. But we know, and I have been hearing more and more, that Michigan uh, – People who are concerned with this and uh, have something to do with it are preparing for a Michigan-Michigan State night game. Your thoughts on uh, whether that transpires in Ann Arbor? Well, it's, it's how many years in a row we always go. We always go through this process, if you will. Uh, the rumors: Oh, the three thirty. Eh, it's going to be three thirty. Eh, it's going to be a night game, whether it be in East Lansing or Ann Arbor. It ends up being a nooner. OK, especially in East Lansing, where they're a little more leery of fan behavior than they are in Ann Arbor. I mean, I think it would be great. I think it would be a great atmosphere. Um, I don't have to write like uh, somebody else I know has to write copy <laughs> until two or three in the morning. Nah, it's not about care. us. <laughs> I don't care at all. I, you yeah. know, I just get content. I get radio bites and stuff for the TV show and, the you know, and the podcast. And so. Uh, I'm sure the Angelique Chingelis's of the world would be grumbling about it, and the John Bortons and Ballas's and others. But um, I think it'd be a great environment, and uh, I, I I think Michigan could handle it. I would be excited if they played at night. Well, that's the thing about it, you know. And it again, repeat, it is not about us. We may have our <laughs> uh, our work logistics preferences, but that that doesn't matter when when and when it comes to this game, Michigan let's face it, has been accused of not being as maybe jacked up for this game as have the Spartans. And perfect cure for that. I've not seen Michigan uh, come out anything less than uh, really high and fired up 
for these night games that's played, whether it be oh, oh, yeah. Washington or Notre Dame or whatever. And Michigan, Michigan State at night, I guarantee you, you know, you're going to, you might have to have a little security on extra duty around the stadium, but what you're going to have on the field is a, a really fired up Michigan team as well as certainly Michigan state. But uh, this might be a way to, uh, to see the Wolverines match not only the intensity level, but uh, performance on that game. And they haven't had enough of that. No, you're exactly right. Now, you know, I understand Michigan's going to have a DJ during the game. I mean, they're going to try to ramp up the environment. I'm telling you what you mean. You know, I mean, Michigan needs to make the noise volume. However, they say that Michigan Stadium is is quiet, although I think that's been ramped up with the suites and everything over the years. I mean, they have to make it so it's this, you know, the play at the line of scrimmage is unmanageable for the opposition. And 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 let Michigan, let Michigan State be the victim of what Michigan has been on the road at Penn State in, in East Lansing and in other environments at night. Uh, Michigan State had not played them at night, but I mean, at, in East Lansing. But you know what I mean, where it's really a loud environment. And I, I think this I, – I sure hope – I got super excited when I saw that that little rumor, if you will, come out. And I know it's a long ways away. I know these games are, you know, are, are sometimes last-minute decisions. But, boy, if things play out, because I think both are going to have outstanding seasons, seasons. going into that game. I know this much. There will be one Michigan player who is extremely fired up for this and every game this year, and that would be one Ronnie Bell, whom uh, Jim Harbaugh just uh, recently described as, and I quote, tremendous in Michigan practices. Sounds like Ronnie Bell is good to go again, full speed. He's going up against uh, defensive backs. It's not like he is tentative in any way. Uh, really extremely good news, not only for Ronnie Bell, but for Michigan. Here's a, he, this guy was a coach uh, on the sidelines last year and uh, is not only a leader, uh, but he is also a really top performer at a wide receiver spot. Not a position particularly of need for Michigan, but he is one of your guys that can, that can be at the top, not only in leadership, but statistically for this group. Well, John, you think you know, look at that wide receiver position. I got a six deep of, of, of great football players um, that, that make plays. And Ronnie Bell goes beyond making plays. I mean, he is the heart and soul of this team. Let's be real. I mean, you can determine that right now. And this guy epitomizes resiliency. And I don't just go back to that, you know, trans, you know, horrible injury that he had in the opener last year on that punt return. But go back to that. I think it was his freshman year the drop ball against Penn State. And when he had a great game all around that, surrounding that play up until that game, up until that play, and he dropped that critical pass, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I think that was his freshman year. And how his teammates, you know, rallied around him. He showed a lot of resiliency. He bounced back from that. That's what true leadership is all about. And and I, I just think he's going to have, God forbid, anything else happens to him. This guy's going to have a terrific year. And I just think of the leadership, like to a Darius Clemens, a true talent coming up, uh, what he can provide for him and a mentor. We saw that in the spring game, how excited he was when that kid scored a touchdown in the spring game. This guy is the heart and soul of the Michigan Wolverines in 2022, no question in my mind, John. You've got some on the defensive side that uh, 
have people excited. Got the veterans in Mozzie Smith and uh, junior Chris Jenkins really coming along well. You got Fred Mason Graham and Kenneth Graham that have looked uh, much better of late. They are uh, gaining bounds and bounds as freshmen. Talk about uh, how this is a position defensive back at interior defensive line that went from what was regarded as so-so getting a last year to now maybe a strength of this team. Well, and, 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 you know, I hope it's the strength of the team. Well, or one of the strengths of the team. I mean, it's got plenty of strengths at other aspects of it on the offensive side. But, yeah, I mean, this is where I talk about this disruption element. And I think there's enough talent to to do it. Mason Graham, Kenneth Grant are two new entities. With Michigan D-line, now we're seeing big guys. We're seeing SEC kind of guys that uh, in terms of just dominating sizes like Georgia and Alabama has had. And I I think that's going to be huge. Along with Chris Jenkins is one of those guys, kind of an X factor. We've been waiting for him to flourish. Is this going to be the year? Uh, it sounds like it could be. But I want to go back to even not even the players, but Mike Elston. Mike Elston has coached at Notre Dame uh, in his you know illustrious career. His last 12 years have been at Notre Dame, 10 of those 12 with the D-line. And you look back at some of these D-line that Notre Dame has come up with, he's done a tremendous job. And it sounds like, to me, he's going to be uh, a, a great answer as for, at, 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 at D-line coach for Michigan. And, boy, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about – we're just talking about interior line inside. We're not talking – you know, we're as a three technique. We're not talking about the DNs. We've talked about that before, and that's an that's a big issue as well, uh, including the new guy, the young man who's just coming on board. But it's that inside, John. Can you imagine how good Michigan could be if they could get some push on the inside uh, in terms of quarterback pressures that this program has not had in the past. Do you ever remember quarterback pressure from the interior from Michigan D line very much in the last twenty years? I can a little bit. Mo was a was a four uh, point taken, not a ton of it. That's that's for sure. And I know that Mike Elston, that that size, not just getting it off his rushers, but getting it through that line and making these guys outside into forces in there. So that's certainly something that we'll look for. just to finish up uh, Michigan basketball. 23 turnover. You know, they got some uh, They got some work to do. Well, it sounds like Taylor Llewellyn is going to step in. I mean, he was second-leading scorer with Hunter, and those two will probably be your go-to guys early on. I like the idea that Jed Howard, we already saw he can do some stuff offensively. And, you know, Kobe Bufkin didn't do anything in this game. And all we've been hearing about how he's put on 15 pounds and, and you know, he's progressed. And this is so early. And I don't even – you know, this is such – how do you even evaluate this team? We're playing a team overseas. I mean, veteran players, um, they lost by what, 15 or whatever. Uh, I don't I don't weigh too heavily on that. But I want I do want to make a point about the basketball team before we close out that I am disappointed back to the schedule thing. Uh, they play a lot of neutral games in non-conference play. They do not play in non-conference play in one hostile environment where you go into someone else's gym, which I think is a great growing opportunity for young men, especially a young team. And they don't have that on this year's team. And I think that's that's unfortunate because they're going to need that 
to get ready for Big Ten road games. We know how rigorous those are and how tough those are to play in. Well, there's no doubt that you're going to get uh, uh, punched in the mouth in a hurry when it comes to uh, Big Ten road venues and uh, sink or swim, I guess, in that respect. Yeah. Crawford, always great to have you with us and soon, and appreciate very much your thoughts on uh, not only Michigan football, but Michigan basketball as well. Look forward to next time, John. Always a pleasure to be on here with you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.